it's another episode of D-Listed the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So Allison, I have good news and bad news. Ooh, which do you want to give me first? Good. It's always okay. better to start with. Yeah, let's start with good. So the good it's news good to is... It's good blow. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing I, Yeah, I know, I know what you're doing there. So the good news is that the Mega Millions chaos is over. And if yeah. you've been listening to the last, I don't know, two episodes, I've been going on about this stupid Mega Millions lottery in the U.S. So one ticket in South Carolina got the winning numbers, and it won the $1.6 billion jackpot. After taxes, they'll probably get like $45 maybe, $50 maybe, yeah. if, they're, if they have a good accountant, $50. So no one has come forward yet, and sometimes it takes a while because, you know, they get a they get like you know a lawyer and stuff yeah but now i'm not going to put on my aluminum foil hat and say that the lottery is rigged and the winner will choose to remain anonymous in south carolina you can do that you can stay oh, you anonymous can do it in secret and i'm not going to say that they're going to choose to remain anonymous because there is no winner and the government and lottery people are scamming us all i'm not going to say that but i am going to say that the good news is I'll stop going on about Mega Millions because it's over. Until the next time it climbs to 8 billion or whatever because it always has to beat the last number. Yeah. So the bad news. Yes. Besides that, I didn't win. The bad news is that nobody has won Power Bottom Ball yet. So Oh, that's what I was going to ask you is who got the Power Balls? Nobody. So that jackpot is at 750 million. That drawing is on Saturday. So, yes, I'm going to play. And, um, you know, the lottery people can easily show that it's not a scam and that they're not grifting us by making me win. That'll prove to everyone that it's real and it produces real winners. So I haven't bought my ticket yet. And I always buy it like at the jankiest liquor store I can find because those are always the ones that win you know what I mean like you got to yeah. find the dirtiest liquor store like a liquor store that basically only sells tiny bottles of pop-off vodka you got to buy your your lottery tickets there so I'm, yeah. once I buy it I'll let the find somehow let the lottery people know what my numbers are so I can win and then and that'll end all the conspiracy theories and Michael if let's say you don't win Powerball then the next best thing is to Go down to South Carolina, f- go to any random Cracker Barrel, and find the person with the largest bill, and all of a sudden you become someone's long-lost cousin who needs some money for a, I don't know, let's say a liver transplant. How much do those cost? $10 million. Dollars. They cost yeah, $10, $10 million. million. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Nobody really knows. Okay, so let's go from me hearing me crying about getting a cash windfall to yeah. Megan Kelly probably getting a cash windfall once NBC News buys her out of her contract, which that's happening right now. So this shit. So Megyn Kelly, as all of us know, has said a lot of dumb shit over the years, like Santa is white and Jesus is white. Santa Claus should not be a white man anymore. And when I saw this headline, I kind of laughed and I said, oh, this is so ridiculous. Yet another person claiming... It's racist to have a white Santa. 
you know? And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white, but this person is just arguing that, that maybe we should, we should also have a black Santa. But, you know, Santa is what he is, and just so you know, we're just debating this because someone wrote about it, kids. But she said that stuff on Fox News, so she probably got a bonus for it. But now that she has her own hour, or used to have her own hour on Today, and is yep. with NBC News, she gets in trouble for saying stuff like that. So on Tuesday's show, Megan had three white people on, including Melissa Rivers and Jenna Bush Hager, to talk about the University of Kent in England banning offensive costumes. So I watched Megan's show, and she really gets mad about costumes. Like, yeah, yeah it's, a, gets, it's a weird hill for her to die on. Yeah, like, out of all the things to get your asshole inflamed about, she chooses Halloween costumes. You know, there was an, an episode a few weeks ago where they discussed the um, slutty Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale costume that mm -hmm. got pulled. The company pulled it because they got, you know, complaints. So she was so mad about that. She didn't understand why it got pulled because she thinks you know she doesn't want people policing what she can wear for halloween so basically this halloween she's probably gonna dress up in blackface in a slutty handmaid's tale outfit so look out for her on the streets so anyway so during that discussion about offensive costumes she said in so many words that she doesn't understand why wearing blackface during halloween is racist oh my god in 2018 um, by the way this conversation yeah. took place in 2018 According to Megan, who was born in 1970, when she was a kid, it was fine for white people to do blackface and black people <laughs> to do whiteface for Halloween. But, well, what, but what, what is racist? Because because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, blackface yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface yes. for Halloween. Like, I, that, okay, back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. If, if so <gasps> I, I, I mean, unless she grew up in a... KKK compound. I don't know what she's talking about. So she also yeah, defended like an underground bunker with with no media being fed just into her. it for decades. Yeah, just her. Yeah. So she yeah. also defended Luann DeLesseps. I think I'm saying it right of the Real Housewives of New York, who darkened her skin to dress up as Diana Ross for Halloween. Now Jenna Bush Hager even said that sounded kind of racist. So yeah. of course Megan got trashed for defending blackface. And on the Today Show the next day, Al Roker and Craig Melvin both called her out, saying that what she said was indefensible. She needs to apologize to the people of color in this country. Megan opened her show with a totally scripted apology. One thing I have to give her, she's really good at reading the teleprompter. I watched her, like, one eye. It's really good. So yeah. I'll give her that. And so she, she opened her show with a scripted apology and said she's sorry She's wrong, and her views about blackface have changed after talking to her colleagues. Um, Megan then had on journalists Roland Martin and Amy Holmes, who are both black, and they gave her a lesson in why blackface is racist, basically. It was a basic lesson. And it's like, Nell Carter already gave us that lesson on that historic episode of Give Me a Break in 1984. Where the fuck was Megan? Exactly. Was she doing blackface in her high school talent show at that time? So to make an already long story even longer, Megan's show isn't taping new episodes this week. They're airing reruns. Uh -oh. So pretty much everyone, TMZ people, everyone, they say that her show is done and isn't coming back. And her staff members 
are being reassigned to different shows within the network. Those lucky staff members. Radar says that Al Roker will temporarily <laughs> replace her for the 9 o'clock hour. Now, oh the Hollywood God. Reporter says that weeks before the blackface fuckery, Megan was already in talks with NBC News about ending her show because executives don't think it's working, duh. Mm-hmm. And she wants to do serious news. which oh, Like Halloween so, blackface costumes. Megan is also without an agent. She dumped her agency CAA because they wrapped the chairman chairman of NBC News. And she was going to sign with UTA, but they decided not to represent her after getting complaints from their other clients about her blackface comments. Hmm. She did hire a high-powered lawyer, so it looks like there's going to be a fight over her contract. So Megan Kelly today debuted in September 2017. Mm -hmm. She's still got a year and a half left on her $69 million contract. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. This feels like Matt Lauer all over again. Like Matt Lauer leaving and then NBC like cutting the fattest check possible and being like, sorry, here you go. Do you think they're going to do that? Well, don't cry for Megyn Kelly because she's going to get paid. And don't cry for the NBC News Peacock. Because that bitch got what was coming to it. I mean, it you knew. bring Megan Kelly onto your network, what do you think was going to happen? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I, quite frankly, I'm shocked it took this long for that to happen for her to I have know. some kind of conversation like, about like why is blackface bad? Like, wow, a whole year. I know that you can take the girl out of Fox News, but you yeah. know, that's. I have a question for you. Do you think that so if Megan Kelly doesn't get a job, uh, you know, doing serious news on NBC, which I don't think she will, um, do you think Fox News is going to welcome her back? Because at first I thought so when she left Fox News, she kind of burned her bridges there when she left, and I feel that the second she started defending blackface, Fox was like building that bridge again, being like, "Come on, welcome back, baby." Well, they're like opening the door and waiting for it to come in, you know, with her tail tucked between her legs. And yep. they're like, well, we'll give you $10 a week. Yeah, the Welcome Back Cotter theme song is playing, but it's Welcome Back Kelly. But yeah, like you said, this was a long time coming. And not only because of the blackface stuff, but because the show was awful. Like, I'm <laughs> trash, boring. so I watch it every day. And it was crystal meth clear that it was going to flop right away. Like... I've seen bigger stars on public access shows. Like some days her only guests would be her co-workers like Savannah, oh, no. Guthrie, or Kathy Lee. And you could tell like they were forced to do it. They were the kid whose mom forced them to go to the loser kid's birthday party. They were like, oh, I'm only doing this because I have to because it's in my contract. Oh, my gosh. Megan Kelly's show is literally the loser kid birthday party. I think that's how it's described on Wikipedia. Yeah, nobody likes her. So they're just like gritting their teeth and... And they'll they'll get her the crappiest Barbie for a present. So who? What do you think they're gonna do with that? Do they don't play this in Canada, right? They don't play the Today Show. Why? Oh no, we we do get it. I mean, it's not like a it's not a Canadian show, obviously, but like yeah, we get the Today Show. Um, I used to watch the Today Show when I like wasn't working uh, during the day, and um, so who do you yeah. think? What do you think they're gonna do with that third hour? Honestly, if they just let Al Roker just riff for a whole hour, like off teleprompter, just letting him do whatever he wants, I would be thrilled. I would, I would absolutely watch that. <laughs> but I or think- let Kathy Lee Gifford just sing everyone <laughs> the story on a loop, just over and over. It'd be so soothing, you know, be beautiful. Oh, when I would. Emmys left and right. I'd be into that. Well, I think that what NBC is 
going to do is they're just going to replace Megyn Kelly with either another blonde woman or another woman named Megan or another woman named Kelly. They're not really going to branch out that far. And then we'll just have Megan Kelly's replacement. Well, what my mom suggested, and she, you know, I've said many times she's a Dr. Ozaholic, yeah. is that she really sincerely is like, they should get Dr. Oz so he can talk about health issues. And that makes me wonder, would I rather watch Dr. Oz push some product? He's blatantly being paid to push or listen to Megan Kelly defend blackface. I have to think about that because mm. I'm not sure. Dr. Oz talking about shit or Megan Kelly saying Spewing shit. out shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a tough okay. one. So let's move on to Jennifer Garner yes. and her new man. So Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck are officially divorced. Yeah. Ben may or may not be with that Playboy model whose name I can't remember and who cares. And Jen has moved on to a new man who is not an actor. So Us Weekly says that for the past six months, Jennifer has been dating a 40-year-old tech CEO named John Miller, who to me looks like a beefier Michael Vartan. Michael Vartan is Jennifer Garner's ex. He, he was in Alias with her. So, so she's a type is what you're saying. Beefy Michael Vartan. Michael Vartan, yeah. yeah. So she, Jennifer Garner is 46, in case you care about that. Mm-hmm. So John is the CEO of Cali Group, which owns some robotics business and a burger chain called Cali Burger. It's basically a Dollar Tree version of In-N-Out. I've yeah, never I've, heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Yeah, they have 50 locations in several countries. 50? 50, a big 5 <laughs> I so, can't tell you where one location is. Cali Group is basically trying to put humans out of jobs, basically. Right. They built a kiosk where you can order your food and pay with your face. The what? machine the machine uses like facial recognition, <laughs> like, you know, like the new iPhones? Yeah. There's a facial joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> facial beef joke somewhere in there. But oh, yeah, so that's what it is. So like, you know, you go up to the kiosk, you say, I want a burger and fries, and then you pay with your face. The kiosk like, is like, oh, this fat bitch again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what so, it says to me, is what I'm saying. Raider says that John is still married to his ex, Caroline Campbell, and they're in a mis- messy divorce. They split up in 2011 after being married for six years, um, and their divorce isn't finalized yet. But Us Weekly says they actually split up in 2014 after nine years of marriage. Who knows what the truth is? So Caroline said in 2016 court papers that he's controlling and is getting revenge on her for ending their marriage. She's basically said he's a messy bitch who lives for drama, loves conflict, and is using their kids as pawn in the divorce. So basically he's just my type. So friends of Jennifer are worried, you know, that she's getting into another messy romantic situation. So John has two kids named Violet and Quest. What? Quest. Quest. Poor Quest. Jennifer also has a daughter named Violet, so there's two Violets going on there. People Magazine says that it's casual and he hasn't met Jennifer's kids, but others say he has and it's serious. Oh my God. This, this guy is like so different from what I pictured Jennifer Garner's post-divorce rebound would be. What did you think it would be? Okay, so... The image I have of Jennifer Garner in my head is that she's very, very wholesome, that, you know, swearing for her is saying shoot or dang it. Um, a hard drink is lemonade with an ice cube. So I was picturing her with like a pastor or 
somebody who runs a dog shelter. Like, somebody really, really wholesome. I was not picturing her dating, like, a messy divorce tech who runs a robotic cheeseburger business. See, I don't see Jennifer as, like, you to, like, wholesome. I think that that's the image because that's the audience she wants to sell to. But, right. you know, I think she kind of is edgy. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I, I can't believe I almost said Jennifer Garner is edgy. She's She's edgy. You're like, she puts two ice cubes in that lemonade. But what, like, John Miller, whatever, what John Miller's ex says about him in the divorce papers isn't a good look, but I'm not going to judge him for that just yet. And I'm also not going to judge him for his divorce being dragged out longer than his marriage because, you know, divorces can take a while. But I will judge him for those creepy robots. Yeah. I mean, he developed, also developed a robot who flips burgers. So John isn't thinking of people who use the go-get-a-job-flipping-burgers as an insult because those people won't be able to do that if fucking robots are doing it for us. Michael, that is like the movie Batteries Not Included. Do you remember that movie from the 80s? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He didn't invent anything. He just ripped off Batteries Not Included. That Okay, that's why I don't like him is because he is a counterfeiter who counterfeited that movie, even a though Batteries Not Included is technically a counterfeit of another He's movie. He's a copycatter. Itself. Yeah. Didn't even copycat the good one. And honestly, he's probably he probably really is a robot. And even if he was, he'd still emote more human emotions than Ben Affleck. So I guess that's a good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it. True. And with every decision Jennifer Garner makes, I always ask one question, which is, yes. what does Victor Garber say? Or what would Victor Garber say? If you don't know, Jen and Victor Garber have been friends for a zillion years. They're probably my oh. favorite celebrity friendship one of them we love victor garber very much so i need to know his thoughts before i can talk more shit so i'm picturing him being like "Ugh, cheeseburgers how tacky (laughs) yeah ripping off batteries not included how day class exactly so speaking of people who have tons of money whether they got it from cheeseburgers or not um well actually i don't think any of these people got it from cheeseburgers but uh for oh sofia vergara somehow did because she's got a contract with everybody yeah she's just definitely hustled for some cheeseburger money at some point in her career so forbes has come out with another one of their lists that is you know bound to make you feel bad that you never took those free acting lessons at the y aka a list of highest paid actors and actresses so they release like tons of them this week though it was the highest paid tv actors and actresses of 2018 and michael like you have already said, for the millionth time in e- for the millionth year in a row, I should say, um, Sofia Vergara is sitting at the number one spot. It's actually been her seventh year in a row, which still that's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, immigrants—they're taking our jobs, Allison. I know they're like taking our millions from TV. The millions that jobs. I was never going to make. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking them from me. Damn her. Yeah. So Sofia Vergara's possibly sitting on a throne made of dollar bills at the number one spot because she made. Um, no, she, if I was her, I'd be sitting on Joe Mangello, not a throne of money. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. The money is good. You could make your own Joe Mangello. No, no, no. I'm getting she into has the real thing. science fiction. Yeah, she's got the real thing. So she reportedly made $42.5 million in 2018, which I know is not a lot of money compared to like the $1.8 billion lottery or whatever, but still... Um, so Forbes did the math and they say that she made that much from her salary on Modern Family, of course, 
um, as well as all of her endorsement deals that range from like that Shark Ninja coffee machine to Rooms to Go to Hulu to Diet to Pepsi. Kmart, to Kmart. I think she does furniture. She and- does head and shoulders. She does dandruff shampoo. She does cover row makeup. Um, oh, I'm sure that if I listed something, she's probably done a commercial for it. So yeah, she's made a ton of money. Um, last year she made 4.1 or sorry, 41.5 million. So she's up $1 million this year. I'm guessing that's probably from the Shark Ninja coffee machine because you know they got money. Um, coming in second, in second place was Kaylee Cuoco. Ka- yeah, you you got it, Kaylee Cuoco, twenty four point five. So, like twenty million dollars, almost twenty million dollars less than Sofia Vergara. Kaylee's got to get some commercials. Yeah, she doesn't have. She's not as getting getting those deals like that's probably all from the big bang theory right mostly because they make like a million dollars an episode or something right absolutely and i think that kaylee cuoco used to do commercials for um priceline i don't know if she does them anymore but still that couldn't have been that much money um third place is ellen pompeo with 23.5 million fourth is mariska hargate who deserves an unlimited amount of dollars but she just made 13 million last year fifth is julie bowen also from Modern Family, with twelve point five million. So poor Julie, we gotta set we gotta set up a GoFundMe for her. I know twelve point five. How sad. I don't know how she's. I don't know how she's living. I heard she's living in her car. To be honest, so on the bus, she's living on the bus. She can't afford a car, girl. Yeah, it's true. She had to sell it. Twelve point five. I would too. So on the male side of things, again for the millionth year in a row, the number one actor, number one highest paid actor is. Can you guess? Jim Parsons. Yeah, of course. Um, Mr. Bazinga himself. And I'm saying that because I'm very, very jealous of all the money he makes. So anytime I can remind him that he got that money from Bazinga is, makes my pettiness feel a little bit better. So he made $26.5 million. That's like all from Big Bang Theory. None of that is endorsements or anything. Well, he, he does do Broadway movies. shows. And we know those pay well. So it's probably all from the Broadway shows. That's true. Big Bang Theory is probably like... They probably slip him a $20 bill every once in a while. Yeah, he does it per bono. Exactly. So the list of guys, the top five guys, is, again, mostly Big Bang Theory. Johnny Galecki's number two with $25 million. Third and fourth spots are a tie between Kunal Nayar and Simon Helberg, who play the other nerds on the show. They make twenty three point five, And the fifth spot is Mark Harmon, who makes a depressingly sad $90 million. What show is he on? Um, some CBS show, right? I believe it's CSI. No, NCIS. NCIS. That show's still on. It is. It's well, still good on. Good for him. I'm and, glad so that Mark Harmon can make this list. Yeah, and um, again, NCIS pays pretty well because the number ten spot of the female list is um, Polly Perrette, who is also from NCIS, formerly of NCIS, I should say. So yeah, CBS throws a lot of money around, which is well, great. so. And like Jim Parsons, we talked about this on an episode a while back. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the show anymore. And so they're ending it next season or something. Um, I believe that this season is the last one. So that means this list, who's going to be on this list in a couple of years? Because none of them are going to be making that kind of money anymore. It's going to be like Mark Harmon, Mark Harmon in a wig, Mark Harmon in glasses. Like That's different my glasses. kind of list. Yeah. That's definitely my kind of list. So in other words, so you're telling me, basically, after reading this list, Mm -hmm. that instead of buying Powerball tickets, I need to spend my time on 23andMe and Ancestry.com trying to find a way to find out how I'm related to anybody 
on that list so I can hit them up for money. Anybody, but I would say start with Sofia Vergara. Why? Because I'm half Latin? That's racist. (laughs) No, it's the money. Yeah, I'll definitely start with her. And I mean, yeah, maybe if, you know, maybe you can trick her into it and she'll be down for it. You might have to film some kind of, like, jock itch cream commercial, but still, the money's there, it doesn't matter. This is the part of our show where we quickly go over five stories, starting with Post Malone. Rapper Post Malone, who he kind of, to me, always looks like a garbage pale kid version of Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, So basically cleaner than the real Shia LaBeouf. Mm -hmm. So Postmates announced that he is their number one customer. Last year, he placed 660 orders in 52 cities nationwide and spent $40,000. His most popular thing to order is a... Can you guess? Um... It's not soap, believe it or not. Can you get soap with Postmates? Yeah, you can get groceries. Condoms. No, it's a 12-pack of beer. Okay. So he's he and he regularly orders from places like Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Big Daddy's, and Popeye's. Okay. First of all, Postmates only named them their biggest customers so they could use the pun Postmates Malone in their announcement, which I think they used all over in their announcement. Good for them. Um, here's the thing, Michael. Today I learned that Post Malone doesn't have taste buds because you said that he orders from Chick-fil-A and Popeye's a lot. And here's the thing. The third time you get cold fries and lukewarm chicken from Popeye's or Chick-fil-A is usually the time when you're like, yep, I am never getting Postmates again. So the fact that he's made over, over 60 orders or something, Post Malone's mouth is in trouble. Well, but since he probably never brushes his teeth, true, his breath is extra hot, so his breath like heats up the fries as they go into his mouth. Oh, Science. Like little, yeah, like a little microwave. Yeah. So Cardi B and her daughter, Culture with a K, had her daughter, sorry, Culture with a K, three months ago, and so far has only posted a picture of her baby's hand on Instagram. There's been blurry paparazzi pictures of culture, but nothing official. Mm-hmm. She told Apple Music that she was offered seven figures for the first pictures of culture. Um, And she turned it down. She turned it down. Which, uh, why is she turning down that kind of money? That's good money. I know. Like, if I was her accountant, I would pull a Cardi B and throw my chancleta at her for... <laughs> Turn, I mean, she's popular now, but who knows about next year or the year after that. Take those checks while you can. Yeah, or even when she decides she does want to sell pictures of her baby, her her agent or her accountant is going to be like, okay, well, I found someone who's willing to pay for those pictures. It's seven figures, but there's a decimal between the last two. So <laughs> I can I can get you something in the $10,000 range. But like who who is offering Cardi B seven figures for her baby pictures. Like, do people care that much? Yeah, I think that we might have just discovered the flaw in this whole story. Yeah, and since she's big on Instagram, I'm going to guess that the seven figures were offered by Flat Tummy T, and they want culture to be the face of, or the stomach of Flat Tummy Baby Formula. Yep. After the Kardashians probably turn it down because they're coming out with their own. Yep. So since Starbucks gets attention for their fucked up fraps, um, they're out with a frap for Halloween called the Witch's Brew. Um, Starbucks says on their website that it's made with toad's breath, swamp fog, and goblin regret. But the real ingredients are even worse for you. um, Those real ingredients are 
creme frappuccino syrup, whipped cream, orange flavored purple powder, Ew. <laughs> ice, milk, colored chia seeds, and sugar. So a writer at L tasted it and says it tastes like orange jello and sherbet flavored LaCroix. La La yeah. And the chia seeds are all squishy. Gross. I mean, first of all, putting the chia seeds in it looks like somebody squirted a shit into the frappuccino. Yeah, it's really gross. Looking. It's really gross. But this is the perfect drink if you want to convince your toilet that a diabetes demon is haunting your bowels. Yeah, and there's worse ways to get diabetes. And to me, it looks like if Slimer from Ghostbusters, anal cream pied Barney, after oh, no. Barney just got a train ran on him by a bunch of demons. And that said, I will With still drink it. Yeah. yeah, I will still drink it. So... Uh, speaking of anal cream pies, um, yep. John Mayer and Cassie is how do I, is it Cassie or Cassie? I say Cassie. Oh my god, Cassie David, <laughs> who is the daughter of Larry David and the ex of Pete Davidson, talked about sex on Instagram Live because why not? John said that his uh, David do dick, and that's his words, not mine. Although he once also said. He had a Dominican dick because it's darker what? than the rest of him. Yeah. So I guess his dick is a Dominican KKK member. Anyways. Oh, my God. He says his dick has visited less than 500 people. He says he slept with a soft 500 women. Oh, my God. Sadly, none of those 500 women could be reached for comment to confirm whether or not he slept with them because... You don't think he... You don't... You think he's lying? Well, no, I'm just saying that, like, it's going to be impossible to find any woman who is willing to come forward and say the words, yes, I have slept with John Mayer. That's true. And what's also sad is that more white women made the decision to fuck John Mayer than to vote for Hillary Clinton in the last election. Oh, no, so that's, that's a true. Fact. So speaking of proud sluts, <laughs> Stucker Channing was on Watch What ha I'm not calling her a slut, by the way, although... I'm you know not. what? So, maybe, she, maybe she is. She's great. Stalker Channing rules. She's wonderful. Yeah. So she was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy Cohen asked her which cast member of the Grease movie was the most horniest behind the scenes. This is where the proud slut comes in. Um, since you were playing a bunch of sexed up teenagers in Grease, which of your Grease co-stars was the horniest behind the scenes? I'm afraid there's no contest in that one. Jeff Conaway. Really? Yes. I love yes. it. No, no, no. And then he, I remember the, the, the trailer would be rocking at lunch. Yes, yes. Oh. I love it. Oh, my God. Although it makes sense because his he played Kanicki, which rhymes mm -hmm. with Hickey. But now I can't help but wonder what Duty's reputation was on set. Um, Scat Queen is what you're trying to say? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Sorry, duty. But just be like, just because his trailer was rocking, that doesn't mean anything. I'm sure John Travolta's was rocking left and right, and that's only because he was getting massages, vigorous <laughs> massages, right? His favorite kind. But honestly, let's be real. It was Eve Arden because you know she was getting ass, hot ass, left and right. We're back, and I'm alone because Allison quit this bitch after my oh-so-fresh white woman Hillary Clinton joke. No, she left because she's off to research her family tree to see if she's at all related to Sofia Vergara. I'm sure we're all doing that. So I'm closing the show by myself, but before we go, I want to play a quick game that tests your knowledge of the greatest singers of all time. One of this week's hot slot of the days on delista.com, the site, was a gorgeous donkey from Ireland named Harriet. Harriet was discovered by a man named Martin Stanton. Harriet lives near Martin's house in Galway, 
Ireland, and one day while he was walking, taking a walk, she serenaded him and is so gorgeous that he went back and recorded her voice for the world to hear. Harriet's definitely has the kind of voice that needs to be shared with the world. So I'm going to play three clips for you. One is of Harriet, another is of legendary opera singer Maria Callas, and the other is of legendary Hello Kitty Nightingale Mariah Carey. While you're sitting in your car or on the subway or on the toilet, and let's be real, you're on the toilet, you have to guess which voice belongs to who. So open your ears wide and here we go with clip number one. Now for clip number two. And finally, clip number three. So your ears probably exploded from the talent and beauty of it all, but take a second to get your answers in order. So was clip number one Harriet, Maria, or Mariah? Was clip number two Harriet, Maria, or Mariah? It's like a tongue twister. Was clip number three Harriet, Maria, or Mariah. Now I'm going to give you the answers. Drum roll. <laughs> clip number one was Maria Callas. Clip number two was Mariah Carey. And clip number three was the glorious Harriet the Opera Donkey. So if you've got it right, if you got it right, congratulations. You're a musical aficionado. And you're also the winner of the most dumbest game of all time. The stupidest time waster of all time. So congrats. And that ends this show. And just a quick reminder that Allison and I are looking for scary stories to tell and talk about for a Halloween episode. If you've got one, email us at dtp at delista.com, dtp at delista.com. And if you're one of my past grinder tricks, the time you saw me naked with the lights on does count as a scary story, but that's not the one I want to hear. So goodbye from Allison and I. Bye.